The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figured I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I'd like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 380 videos, excuse me. We have over 400 videos on our channel. You want to learn real estate? We got that. You want cookie tutorials inspired by Dr. Savy? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs, got it. You want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball, got it. Toro, got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will probably be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Melissa Burnett, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we are into and you can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here. And if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter two, page 98, two weeks away from 100. Okay, so for everybody that's new, we have four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is February, oh no, April Fool's Day, and it is 1.05 p.m., all right? So, uh, for all y'all, listen, I, I start to see a little trend, people fucking with the screen time, shout out to y'all, okay? I appreciate y'all fucking with the screen time. For those who still not fuck with screen time, well, bro, listen, when you are addicted to your phone, don't ask me how it got how you got there, okay? It's because you didn't want to listen to the screen time. You ain't want to check your phone to see how often you be on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. I don't know all the TikTok. Melissa's a TikToker. That's, that's Melissa's thing. She loves her TikTok. Instagram reels, all of that. I already know this week was bad. I saw like a little update. It was like you were up X amount of percentage. And the number I saw was pretty bad. Okay, so let's see what we got here. So last week... My average screen time was 10 hours and 29 minutes a day. That's insane. And the highest day was Wednesday, which was 16 hours and 37 minutes. I, the day only has 24. And I got to <laughs> sleep for eight of this, for six of them. Um, you are living a very wild life. I don't know what to tell Bruh. you. So I got I to gotta do a little deep dive into that because that's crazy. 16 hours uh and one day on my phone so the biggest reason here is it was uno i played uno for five hours and 20 minutes that day so that's in, that's a lot of uno five hours and 20 minutes worth of uno and it seems like let me see i was up listen i was up now this is crazy was my phone just on what is blue how do you know what blue is oh blue is social wait let me see no, no, no. That don't be happening. Don't don't act like your phone just be on. What you mean? I'm, I'm trying to pull up Melissa. Oh, you want to know what it is? What? You did fall asleep with your phone on. What was I, what was I doing though? Like, like you fell asleep with it on. Like the screen was on, and it, it. I guess you didn't have it on um power saving mode, cause it was annoying me. Like the screen was lit the whole time, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, it's gonna die soon. So mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. it did it die? I think so. Did you wake up one morning and your phone was dead? Um, I mean, not that I remember, but, but I mean, I don't really remember for sure. Um, but I remember that happened for sure. But here's the thing: what time was that though? That was late. But like, okay, so 
It says game. So was I? Oh, you know what it probably was. Yeah, you did fall asleep on Uno. Yeah. Okay, that sounds familiar. So I fell asleep from twelve a.m. It seems like how do I how do I know what time this is? Uh, until six a.m. Sounds about right. And Uno was on the whole time. Yes. Um. So YouTube Studio was two hours and four minutes. Even though my numbers are kind of high, you know, last week was obviously an anomaly. It seems like I my social media itself is actually down, which is really good. Um, so that was just Wednesday. Let's see what the whole week was for that. Um, so, yeah, Instagram whew, was 12 hours and 50 minutes last week. So that's like two hours a day. It's actually less than two hours a day. That's not that bad. I feel like to be on Instagram, like less than two hours a day for somebody who's like my age. I don't know. It could be kind of good. Um, Uno for 12 hours and 31 minutes And then YouTube for 7 hours and 10 minutes YouTube should be higher than that That should be higher uh, My average amount of times I picked up my phone Was 100 times each day The most was 130 And my first used app After I picked up my phone Was Instagram 114 times So these are some very interesting numbers Do you still numbers. have your social media limits on? I changed it So I have my Yeah it's on 3 hours for what? Uh, social media. So Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, Discord, Getter, anything okay. that's social media. And how much did you do this week? 12 hours and... <laughs> what? That's a lot. For the week? Yes. That's two, that's two hours a day. Well, what's your... What's your okay, what's your daily average? Oh, 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 okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like an hour and some change a day. Okay. Um, that's not too bad. What is your... Uh, What's your numbers looking like? Um, so I was on my phone for six hours and forty-five minutes. That's the average. Um, I was on Instagram for ten hours and twenty-four minutes. But funny enough, that averages out to an hour and a half a day. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Maps for nine hours. TikTok for. Five hours and a half. So that averages to 48 minutes a day. Hmm. Um, and then after that, the messages for three hours. No, for two hours for the week. What was your number for the week? Your daily average? Uh, six hours and 48 minutes. Hmm. And honestly, it only looks like it was that high because um, of Google Maps. Mm. For like nine hours. Okay. Um, what else? My first used app after I pick up was messages and Instagram. So, yeah. Okay. I did not listen to last week's episode today, um, and I honestly don't remember writing down any notes from last week either. Um, That could be a good thing. I don't think anything stood out to me too much last week to kind of go over. Um, But I think if I listened to it today, I probably would have come up with something. But this last week, honestly, the last two weeks, especially this one, has been very 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 hectic crazy busy um it's it's a lot a lot of things have happened this week so y'all know uh shout out to my guy tory he says he's gonna lend us twenty five thousand dollars bruh to me this shit's still crazy um so you know there's that it's just like i said it's just it's a lot and you know trying to figure out you know how we're gonna do that what i need to do in terms of what the house still needs this has just been a very very a crazy week so one of the other reasons uh why this week hasn't been very um one of the other reasons why this week has been kind of hectic is because we are trying to buy a house that costs a million dollars that's what yes we are trying to buy a million dollar house yes melissa what are you talking about the house cost one million dollars. Wait, hold on. One million dollars. So, yeah, I know, like, over the last couple of weeks, I talked about how I could possibly um, make $25,000 this month, right? And we've been battling with the idea of possibly keeping the property. And we had a scheduled walkthrough for the property yesterday and 
this property I found from cold calling. I hired this company to do it. Uh, they gave me the lead. I called them and this would be a seller financing deal because the house is owned free and clear. Um, it's a million dollar house. We possibly can get it for 800,000 with a down payment and monthly costs. And it's already tenants in the property. So we would already have instant cash flow if we were to buy the property. So yesterday we had planned to go to do the walkthrough. We had scheduled it from Sunday for yesterday, which was Monday. For whatever reason, he was unable to get inside of the property. Like he said, he couldn't get, I guess the tenants didn't open the door. Maybe they weren't home. Maybe they were at work. Um, you know, I don't know the exact reason, but we were supposed to go and we weren't able to go. So we also had scheduled yesterday for us to go and look at the finishes for the house in Philadelphia. So that was what we had planned for yesterday. We thought we were going to be able to go and see the property like maybe like two or three o'clock. That didn't go the way we wanted to. So we kind of the whole thing just kind of got scrapped. So my thing is this, right? I really don't like to rush people. I'm not really in the business of like pushing people. I, I don't really like to do that. Um, so Melissa, though, on the other hand, uh, is very adamant about rushing people. So Melissa, my beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend, wanted me. Don't make faces. Don't make faces. That's what you love I'm to listening. do. Okay. I'm glad you know. So she said to me, Donovan, you need to call him. You know, you, need to, you should you could text him, even though y'all talked yesterday, and find out whether y'all are still doing the meetup on Monday, right? Now, my thing is, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what's going on. He says he's going to meet me. We're going to meet up on Monday. If he hasn't texted me or reached out to me by in the early morning, I'm going to assume that he either one, not going to do it, or something has come up where he has not been able to get everything situated. But what I don't want to do is call down his phone and be like, hey, bro, are we still going to the thing today? That's what you Nobody had. To, told you to do that. What you told me to do, Melissa? I said that you could text him. What time today are you trying to meet? Mm -hmm. That way, it's an open-ended question. You're not accusing him of either forgetting or um, uh, of blowing you off. But at the same time, like, so you're keeping the same thing. The, it's the same energy from the time that you last spoke. It's more like a hey, around what time are you trying to meet today? That gives them the opportunity to then be like, hey, actually, today doesn't really work for me. Can we do next time? Mm -hmm. Or give you a time. That's what I was saying to do. I didn't say to call down his phone or to bombard him with text messages. I just said to ask that one question and that would be that. So that's the thing. We had scheduled a call for the following day and he's supposed to call me to let me know what time works for him. That was our conversation. So then to text him and say, hey, bro. I know it's only, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, but I, I didn't know that. So, you know, that was kind of how we looked at it. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because we did not end up going to see the property yesterday. So at that point, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a dead lead. Maybe the person doesn't want to sell. Maybe they, you know, pulling my leg. Who knows? But I'm like, you know what? Uh, shout out to who else? Who was I talking to in the comments about this yesterday? Oh, uh, his name on YouTube was Lemon and Lime. Uh, we were talking about, or he was kind of telling me how he also had a situation where he realized that sometimes you kind of just have to slow down, take a break and let things come to you. And this seemed like another one of those scenarios because I just told myself, you know what? If he wants to call me back, he can call me back. If he wants to text me, he can text me. I'll probably follow up in several days from now. I'm gonna let it. I'm, I'm gonna let it breathe. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what his universe has going on, so he can't either come to the property or not come to the property. I don't know, but I I don't really want to force it to happen. So I say, you know what? I'm gonna handle some other business I had to handle, uh, which I'll get to a little bit later, and we'll see what happens. So as I'm handling the other business this morning, uh, I was up since six o'clock because some crazy maniac decided that he was going. Listen, listen, this is the OG Bamboo Project supporters. Y'all know y'all been here for a minute. 
the family from way back, y'all know. We had a we had a crazy we had a crazy uh 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 neighbor and he had the video, we had the, the, the episodes about it. Here's some context to that story, to that neighbor that we had. He would come over here, he wanna borrow stuff. He said, Hey man, can I get your Wi Fi password? I'll give you my PS4. And we were like, What? What what are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, man, I'm just gonna leave it right here for you guys. Um, you know, just in case, you know, I, in case you think I'm gonna run off with the Wi Fi password. I'm like, Bro, that's kind of weird. Like, that's strange. So, we had several interactions like that. Another day, he came to my house, asked me to go into his house and help him get his phone back from his, I don't know if it might have been his lover his male lover, his drug dealer. For, I don't know who this person was, but he wanted me to go in there to help him get it back. I went in there. The house looked like it could have been a house for trapping, right? So there's that. Then to end that story or to end that whole saga, one day we're in the house and we hear people outside talking, right? So we hear like walkie talkies going off, right? So as a, as a, as a person uh, of color, you know, we've heard these sounds before. We go, hmm. That sound like police. That sound like some police are outside. You hear them chattering. You're like, hmm, something suspicious. So being as a person of color, I got to go see what's going on. So I go to the door, you know, open up a little bit. I crack it just to kind of see what's happening. And of course, I record it with my phone because that's the kind of person I am. And I'm like, what is happening in this hallway? So obviously, y'all know I live here. So I do have full authority to go outside of my, my door if I wanted to. So I decide, you know, let me just open my door and see what happens. The guy who our neighbor had a brother who I believe was also on drugs and they carried him out in a body bag on a stretcher down the hallway. So that's the ending to that sake. Like I said, it's just crazy. So mind you, there was a bunch of different episodes about how crazy that neighbor was. So now this neighbor, right? For people who know, uh, I don't know if this happens in houses that are, do you think, do you think your mom does that? I don't. I don't. I'm the only person I believe in. Are you gonna lie? Now you gonna lie, Melissa? You gonna lie right here on camera? Listen, you already you on you already on, you on strike one from last week. All right, they all, you 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 got caught last week slandering my man Chadwick Bozeman. All right, <laughs> so now you gonna now you gonna lie for the second week. Okay, you gonna get strike two, and they gonna kill you in the comments. Now, as I was saying, uh, I. I think that it's more of a building thing, like living in an apartment building uh, or apartment complex, I guess. I tend to leave my keys in the door. Now, this normally will happen if I have something in my hand. Like if I'm holding a bunch of stuff and I put the key in, or in yesterday's case, Melissa be locking every single door and lock on the house. As soon as you unlock it, you should take a key out. What you mean? You ain't take the key out. Be, no, no, what you mean? I unlocked the door, and, and then I turned the key, uh -huh. and I realized, I'm like, damn, the shit not even unlocked. I can't even get in the house. All right. That doesn't stop you. So now I'm waiting for you. Now I'm like, I'm looking, the, I'm looking at stop, you. That doesn't stop you from pulling the key out the lock. But it does. It does not. You it already does. unlocked the door. You have taken my you have you have taken my off. attention away from what I was doing. Because now I come into the house and I gotta realize like even damn. If, even if that didn't happen. This happens every single First of all, the week. other times the other times every week is not the top lock don't be on. So don't say that it's my fault. The other times my hands be full. <laughs> That's what happens. So like I was saying before Melissa rudely interrupted my story. This person on multiple occasions has come by and rang the doorbell to let us know that our key was in the door. Our key, Donovan's key. Like to let Donovan know that Donovan's key is in the door. So, honestly, here's my other thing too. I think he's new. That's the problem. He don't know protocol around here. All right, bro? Relax. You knew you coming up to the house, ringing the doorbell. I, I appreciate it sometimes, you know. Oh, thank you, bro. My key is here. This morning, this man was ringing the doorbell at 6 o'clock in the morning. I thought we were, I thought the FBI was here. I'm like, damn, they got us. They found us. We going to jail. It's a wrap. They coming into the to the house. It's over. The, the, the building about to kick us out. Everything is done. Right? That's what I'm thinking. The way he was ringing the bell, like we really thought that we had did something completely wrong. I could understand ringing the bell once or twice. I can understand that. Like, oh, ding dong, you know, whatever. 
go about your business. Honestly, if we're being completely honest, when I see somebody's key left in the door, I press it and I keep going. If you ain't hear the doorbell ring, I'm not going to wait for you to come and see if it, listen, I'm going to ring it twice. You can open the door, see nobody's here. Oh, shit, my key is here. And that's it. This man rang this bell like seven, eight times. Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, yo, bro, mind you, I felt like Squidward when he woke up. You ever seen those pictures with him with the meme with his eyes? That's how I felt. I still have crust in my eyes. I played basketball yesterday. I'm super sore. I'm tired. We've been working hard over the last couple of weeks. I'm just like, yo, I need some sleep. This man freaking gonna come in and, and ring the bell six times like that. So, um... So the reason I even bring that up is because I was tired from this morning. So I woke up after dealing with that, after I went back to sleep or whatever, I woke up, I had to get these numbers ready for the house in Philadelphia. So I'm doing that. And while I'm doing that, my phone call rings, my phone call rings, my phone rings and I get a call. It's from the guy who's selling the property. And I'm like, that's a, that's a huge initiative for him to call me. Like, he could have sent me a text. He could have said nothing. He could be like, well, he didn't call me back. I'm not going to do it. But if he's calling me about it, he's like, hey, man, I want to schedule a meeting today at X amount of time. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. He said, listen, I took some pictures for you. I'm ready to send you. Um, you know, we can meet up at five today. I'm like, oh, that's great. So we are going later to this house at 5 p.m. Um, So I'm super excited because this would be my first possible deal. Um, we, like I said, y'all been here, y'all know as far as wholesaling, I mean, anything that's attached to the Bamboo Project, y'all know it's going to be, uh, a crazy story. So I've had a couple of deals that either the numbers weren't right, a realtor, uh, canceled it, another person tried to steal it or, or I guess tried to, I don't know, tried to do rat me out, I don't know what it was, but I lost all of those deals. Um, other deals that I've had that I brought to Jerry, those, he was like, nah, I don't want those deals. I don't like them. And it was just, it was a lot of things. A lot of things are wholesaling. Y'all know what we're doing with the house. Y'all know what the, the house is over budget. Y'all know it's taking a very long time. Y'all know all the things you ran into with the house. So it would be every time we get a win, it feels a little bit sweeter. You know, I'm not even gonna bring up the Airbnb thing. It's a lot of stuff. So like I said, every win that we get feels better because of all the things we went to went through to get there so recently uh i guess i've listened to some pace morby and uh mostly pace morby right now um shout out to my main my man jermaine artist for the the material that i've been i've been looking over so those are the people right now that i've been studying and looking into and the creative financing will allow me to buy a property that's very expensive for a very, very low amount, like way lower than you would go to if you went to a bank. So because of that, I am suggesting to my girlfriend, who I love very much, who is so fine, like she looks so good. I think she's getting, I think it's her age. She's getting older. Like she's, how old are you now? 24. Like I think she, you know, she's aging like wine. Like she be looking good. She getting a little, you know, the older woman weight on her. She looking like a snack. Oh man. I'm telling her hair growing. Listen, I be looking at her like, you the same girl back at Starbucks? That's you? Are you the same? You, you, you know what you're not going to do is lie on this podcast and say, okay, you don't, you don't cap you on this podcast. The they don't need to know the story. They know that you got back. You never told they don't need to know the story. They'll learn it one day. We have our interview on uh, on Oprah's, what is it called? O, O Network. They'll hear it then. Or when we're on, uh, what's another popular? Maybe the, the that one too. I was say maybe Joe Rogan's podcast because he's kind of big. Um, he's he's kind of big or whatever. Um, so I really would like to buy this property for ourselves and you know take it down and keep it. But I'm not against wholesaling it out another option because i said this is getting kind of deep into the weeds for people who are not into real estate like that but another option would be if i were to let's say buy the property right i'm going to try and keep it as simple as possible i would get the property under contract and sign my name as i'm going to buy it what i would do is i would sell it to another buyer with creative financing 
So they would own the house, but I would still get paid every month from the house because I charge them a higher fee. So let's say the seller said, you know what, Donovan, you're gonna, I wanna make $3,000 a month. I go, okay, cool, I'll pay $3,000 a month. When I sell to somebody else, I say, sir, you want this house? You gotta pay me $5,000 a month. But he'll get the actual deed and own the house, but I still get that extra 2K a month because I'm paying the original seller 3K a month. I'm telling you, y'all need to learn about creative financing. Like this shit is crazy. Like it's it's, it's elite level uh, real estate, you know? And I wanna, I wanna know what's above this. Like what comes after this? Like this, there's gotta be some higher levels of real estate learning I just never even imagined. Um, so like I said, we are gonna go there today. I'm really excited. I don't really know what's gonna happen with it. I'm just kind of letting things flow as they go. Um, so as I said earlier, okay, when it comes to the house in Philadelphia, a couple of things have happened over the last week. Tori and I were talking about the $25,000 that he would lend to complete the renovation for the house. And he wanted to know exactly what the finishes are going to be and what the money will be put towards. So the last day or two, I was getting those numbers to as precise as I can with the info that I currently have. And That was what I was spending mostly yesterday and mostly this morning doing is getting all those numbers in order. So I have three different categories, right? I got my my low end category. I got my average price category and I got my expensive category. So the price from the, it's like 24,000 in terms of work up to about 30K in work. So I'm pretty sure that we can get some really nice finishes for the house because a lot of the things that I have on those lists are not the highest, not quality. They are not quality video. They are not, uh, they could be high, more higher end things pretty much or more luxurious or things like that. So there's room for some extra money in there to make the house look really good. I, I, yeah, I don't understand how excited I am. Like I'm super exhausted, and I, after this podcast, I'm about to just lay in the bed until five o'clock. But I'm I am so excited that we have finally got to this point of the house. Um, we had I wouldn't call it a setback necessarily, but I was trying to call my contractor over the last few weeks, right? And. The phone kept going to voicemail at first, right? Then it, after that, it just started ringing and ringing and ringing. And after it started ringing, it kept saying things like, this phone number is not in service. It started saying things like, this person is outside the country. And I'm just like, there's no way that this is happening. Like right when we're at the finish line, we got two or three weeks left for the property or the project. I can't get in touch with the contractor. Like this is insane. And I gave him like $7,000 two weeks ago. So I'm like, bro, imagine he took a 7K and just ran off with it. Like, that would be crazy. So I called him a couple times. I'm like, you know, I got to figure out what this is. I'm Googling. You know, you ever, I don't know if other people do this though, but if I hear an error message on anything, whether it's on my phone, if I see it on a computer, I'll just Google it because I want to know what that means. So I was Googling what the voicemail was saying because i'm like maybe it's a fake voicemail so they said that it's possible unlikely that the number could still be connected even though it's saying that it's not i said okay if that's possible i'm gonna call a couple more times so i call like five more times he finally answered the phone after i got mind you this is the first time i've ever heard this I would, I called him and I got three different message, three different error messages on the phone. That doesn't even make sense to me. I don't even know how that happens. I got three different types. So on like the sixth call, he finally answered the phone, but he can't really hear me. So he is kind of talking a little bit. Come to find out he has not started the sheetrock yet for the house. That was supposed to be about 10 days to be done. We gave him the money on the 24th which is about seven or eight days ago. So the, that should be done 
this week. It's supposed to be done this week. It hasn't been started yet, which means it may not be done for two weeks. And it's like, bro, we losing time because here's our biggest issue. Okay, our biggest issue is this. We don't have a lot of and large amounts of income streams. Okay, we have YouTube, somewhat Toro. Uh, that's another another story. And the candle company and wholesaling if I can get a deal. Those are the only possible income streams that we have. Wholesaling has produced no money. The candles have produced about $1,700, $1,800. I just got new orders, so I want to say it's close to $2,000. So about $2,000 from the candles, and then YouTube, which is doing pretty well. We do about $500 a month right now, which is it's okay, but Toro. I said Toro, but it's like those are not going to cover our bills. So our biggest issue right now is having the money just to cover our daily expenses to get to the finish line. Like We are so close. We could taste it. We're like, yo, we're literally right there, right? So, and we definitely been leaning more into the idea of selling the house as opposed to keeping it. <sighs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I, we're leaning more towards that because I think the house uh, value is like three hundred, you know. 315 i think it go up depending on if any comps come up but we're all into the house for about 220 so that means that if we sell the house we would get eighty thousand dollars right gross and then we would get our twenty thousand dollars back to be put into the house it's 100k that we will get back now that 80k will be subtracted you subtract the uh the what is it called the realtor fees but as y'all know if y'all been here your man donovan is a licensed realtor in the state of pennsylvania so what that means is i can waive that three percent fee and keep it for myself that way i'm only paying out three percent instead of six percent so let's see if we sell the house for three hundred thousand dollars right times six percent that means that we would have to pay out eighteen thousand dollars so we would only get out of that uh let's see 300 minus eighteen thousand is two hundred eighty two thousand and then you subtract the two six two twenty that we owe we're at 60k right now 60k is not bad it's a good amount. I'm pretty sure there's some other fees in there that I'm not, you know, like closing fees, things like that. So we're probably looking at around 50, 45 to 50K. That's a pretty decent size deal. Like it's not bad, but because I'm a realtor, put that 9% or that 3% back, that extra $9,000 goes back to us. So we're looking at about close to $70,000 or so on the house. Now, if we were to refinance it, we may let's see here's how that fi refinance works which i think is crazy so with a refinance a cash out refinance they would only give us 80 percent at the best case scenario of whatever the house appraises at whatever they say the house is worth so if we got 80 percent we're only going to get two hundred and forty thousand dollars back 220 of that money goes back to paying off all the lenders and honestly now that i think about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. paying off all the lenders because mm -hmm, that includes tori um we only keep 20k we have 20k in our pocket and if nothing else this mca loan doesn't show me that 20k is nothing that shit could be gone in an instant so 20k is cute but it's not 80k it's not 80k now it makes a lot of sense for us to sell the house. That's the most uh, objectively um, beneficial decision with the house. A couple problems with that. We don't know how long it will take to sell the house. Let's say it takes 30 days, 45 days to sell the house. That would be money that we have to come out of our pocket to pay to survive that month. 
I already told y'all we struggling right now. Like we are on the bare bones. Credit cards are maxed out. Uh, whatever money we had is running low. You know, we put a stop payment on the MCA loan. So they're about to be on our ass in a couple of days, if not weeks. So we got to figure out how we can just make enough money to pay our own bills. So having uh, $30,000. Oh, no, no. What is it? Uh, having to wait 30 days may wipe us out completely. So it's like, mm, do we want to do that? I mean, the more I say it, the more it makes it to sell the house. I feel like, what do you think? Like I said, I think that it's also possible for us to refinance it, get whatever money that we could get from um, up front, and then sell it after the refinance. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, right. That's another thing Melissa said. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another. We did think about that too. So refinancing it, get the first twenty k out, then sell the house for whatever we can get for. So three hundred, two ninety, something like that. So that's you know that yeah we got. I keep forgetting that. That is definitely possibly part of the plan. The issue with that is this. Because this is our first flip. Most lenders are not gonna give us eighty percent. Other lenders want what's called a seasoning period, which means we have to own the house for about three to five months or something like that, which would fuck us up even more. So we can't do that. They also want to see renters in the property. After, after the renovation is completed? Mm-hmm. So they, want, they usually want to see that, uh, um, what is it called? They want to see that it's been rented for three months. So, um... So, yeah, so it's kind of like best case scenario is 80 percent of 315. Average case scenario is 70 percent of 290 and 70 percent of 290 is what? Two hundred and three thousand dollars. So that means with that money, wouldn't you be able to cover paying back everybody if that's all we got? But like Melissa said, which is a phenomenal idea, refinance it, get the money. I mean, that wouldn't, we wouldn't get no money with that at that point. We wouldn't even get twenty thousand if we if we refinance it at seventy percent of two ninety. Wouldn't we get the money that we put down as a down payment back? Yeah, we would get that. Yeah, we would get the twenty thousand back. So yeah, facts. Oh yeah, okay, 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 okay. That's why. That's why you're my woman. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's why I picked you because you you fine. Now, so yeah, that that could work. And then I also forgot about that. So that initial twenty thousand from the refinance would be twenty k on top of the uh 20 that we put down should be 40 which is not bad so this you know we have some options there's options here it's better that we have options than if we have bought the house listen this was a phenomenal deal like this is a great ass deal because we have we were able to up our budget by 50k and still possibly make 80k if we sell the house that's a crazy deal like that's a crazy deal um we could either do airbnb we could rent it we could refinance it cash out all types of stuff so we're trying to figure that out. That's where we're at right now. Um, the next couple of things I want to talk about, life update, like I said, this week, I'm trying to get back into the uh, podcast format because we we in, we in grind mode right now. We in crunch time. Like crunch time is everything we're doing is focused on getting out of this. So I have been able to really have... Um, time to even write down the topic of the week like it'd be coming it'd be monday so it'd be tuesday so fast like the last two or three weeks i'm like damn it's tuesday already i've been playing basketball twice then i edit the podcast you already know it's been going up on sundays as opposed to friday so it's like that uh when i play basketball i'll be sore afterwards we be doing things we be doing things so have to go to the home depot to I still got a grocery and laundry and facts. We still got house stuff to do. The car had to get taken inspection the other day. Right. It's a lot of things. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of things happening. Um, but taxes. I don't know about those. Um, the other thing I did have a couple other things I want to talk about. So I do have. I would say I have a topic of the day. I do have one topic for the day. Um, but as far as life update. Uh, shout out to my guy Emmanuel. Listen, y'all. Some of y'all probably know. Some of y'all don't. Emmanuel has been with us from when we had like 
200 subscribers. If maybe like honestly, it probably was around like 200 subscribers, maybe like three, maybe like 300. We are currently sitting at 2,000. Two, let me see. Let me, let me go over and read. 2,052 subscribers where we're sitting at right now, okay? So when I say he's been here for a minute, like he's been here rocking with us and supporting us. We've been working together on getting, trying to get deals and learning real estate this whole entire time. And he called us yesterday. He was like, listen, I like what, you know, I fuck with y'all. Obviously, we've been rocking out for a minute. Um, and he said that he wants to support the Bamboo Project. He's like, how can I support? You know, I know you guys are, you know, running the business with wholesaling, but are you guys doing anything else? And we're like, of course we're doing other stuff. We have a lot of other things we're doing. Like, like I said, we only really have on the channel right now is uh, mostly Turo and buying this property. And that's just because we can't get to edit the other stuff. Right, and podcast. We don't really have the time to edit all the other videos that we have. I want to post up, you know, the videos when I'm playing basketball. Melissa has a candle video to put up. We have daily videos we want to put up, just regular things. So we have not been able to do that. But I'm like, yes, we have the Bamboo Project Sports. We have fitness. We have, I mean, we're not really the model fitness people now, but that makes all the story even better when we do get to that point. We got music. Melissa going to drop an album. So there's, that's coming. She has a clothing line going to drop. She's selling candles. It's a lot of things happening. It's a lot. What am I forgetting? Oh, food. Listen, don't we gonna have a we're gonna be selling food too. We're gonna be selling actual healthy uh Dr. Sabi inspired food. We wanna open up a store. We're gonna open it's a lot. It's a whole lot. So at this current point, what we're doing is getting the real estate foundation so that it can support the other things that we're doing. Even with Turo, Airbnb, these things and YouTube, we're doing a lot of things. Like I'm trying to like, you know remember all of them like i can't really remember everything i try to but i forget um the podcast listen that is the most uh consistent thing that we can do every week is because i've gotten to a point where i can edit the podcast it has the format to do it it's easy to edit i have a system now so i can get that out uh not not as early as i want but it's still getting out every week regardless of that fact so he said listen i like the candles like how can i support that he said listen can i he asked can he uh, you know, I guess invest $25 a month in the candles. Like, yeah, absolutely. So he decides he's going to send us $25 a month uh, to invest in the candles. And then, you know, he'll get a return uh, percentage based off of how much the candles cost to make and the labor and things like that. And, you know, we kind of starting like a, you know, we starting a business. It got to start small. And then once he starts start making a lot of money, you know, he'll reinvest into the rest of the bamboo project projects that we have. And, you know, he is first dibs on a lot of the things that we're doing right now. And then the last thing for life update was getting bigger on YouTube, right? Um, or even, I don't even know if I would say getting bigger on YouTube. It's just more so getting busier. I used to always wonder about having two phones. I currently have two. I don't really see the need for it. But over the last two days, we've gotten so many comments emails dms phone calls there's a lot of different things we've been trying to to manage so yesterday i'm like you know what and i played basketball so i'm like yo i'm gonna try and respond to this when i can like i'm because I, I i like to be thoughtful in my responses if it's a you know obviously a a, a, a comment or a dm that worth that warrants that because somebody just says yo that's fire i can't really respond to nothing with that so it's like all right yo i, I, I appreciate you bro um, but the other one, I try to be as, as, um, genuine as I can with the comments and the responses. So that takes energy. So I, sometimes I have to just go, you know what? I'm going to just take a deep breath, put my phone down and get to them when I can. So yesterday, well, not yesterday, this morning I woke up. And I went through my phone, was responding to all the comments, responding to all the DMs, responding to everything, all the emails and calls. And I'm like, damn, we only have 2,000 subscribers. So, like, we don't have a lot of subscribers. We don't have, we don't make a lot of money. We don't really, like, all the other projects aren't even running up the way they should. So, I was thinking, like, what would happen if the channel gets to 10, or when it gets to 10,000 subscribers or 100,000 or a million, and we're running... 11 businesses at the same time 
how does that even become manageable? They're each going to have their own social media. They're each going to have their, you know, how they're running and everything else. I'm just like, how does, I'm like, my phone wouldn't even work at that point. Like, I would get so many messages and notifications and DMs, my phone would just shut off and freeze. So I'm just like, how, how would that even happen? And I never, I, I kind of had the idea of it because one time I told Melissa this this morning, there's a person named Ian Connor, right? Um, and some of y'all probably know him. Some of y'all, most of y'all probably don't. But he was, bro, I think it's crazy how he got to where he is now. But he was hanging out with somebody named Glenn uh, Brown from the Bronx. They were kind of cool, um, like years ago. I don't know if they're still cool now. And he was like a, he was like a, uh, what would you call that? Like a, um, a stylist. He was like a stylist and some other stuff too. But I think, I know for sure he's a definitely at least a stylist. Now he's like with, he's like cool with the Kardashians and the Bieber. Like he's cool with all, like he went from the Bronx type to like, to that. So on that way up there, before he got to that point, I seen him outside. You know, I said, I'm like, okay, Michael, what's up, sign, whatever. Um, but then one day he had tweeted something. No, one day I tweeted something related to him. Like, oh, Ian Connor really did that. That's crazy. Because he used to like, <laughs> bruh. So here is the funny thing about Ian Connor. He calls himself an ugly turtle, right? He says he's not the very most, he's not the most attractive person. He says that he's not the most desirable by women in terms of just off of straight looks, right? But he used to always be fucking the baddest girls, like with the fattest asses, the biggest titties, the like the the those were the girls he would fuck, and he would post the videos of him fucking them, and they would be like pictures of them with their name on his, with their, his name on their ass, it was like a lot, a lot of stuff like that, right, it was crazy, so I think one time I posted or tweeted something like, I might even be able to find a tweet, to be honest with you, um, I might look for it a second, and let's just say I said, Ian Connor really be wilding with these girls, it's crazy, he liked it, right, so him liking it shows up on his page, so a bunch of people that follow him liked it also, shared it, you know, quote tweeted with a laughing emoji or whatever. And I came to my phone one day and I had, I couldn't even see my emails no more. Mind you, it wasn't even a big tweet. He wasn't even that big yet, but just the, as big as he was then to all he did was like my tweet, my, all my mail, I couldn't see it no more. And I'm like, bro, this is crazy. So that was my only glimpse so far as to see what comes with that. And I was trying to figure out what would be the reason to have two phones? Because if I'm running a business, I would want people to get in contact with me through the business, for the business. Otherwise, things may not go right. That's what I'm, my assumption is. And if I don't want people to get in contact with me, I would only have one phone and they, they wouldn't get my number. Maybe they get my email. So... I was just trying to figure out and trying to navigate how it will be or thinking about how it will be in the future when we're getting, you know, hundreds or thousands of comments and, you know, emails and things like that a day. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what will be the proper system to be able to handle that. I haven't figured it. I mean, I have some ideas, but we have to implement them to see if they work. Um, so that's pretty much it for the life update. Now. For topic of the day, this is a very common conversation that people have had. Uh, it's not a new topic. Again, like I said, it's been had a lot of times. But a conversation I had recently sparked it in my memory again, sparked it in my mind again. So here's some context, right? Uh, back in the day, I used to uh, run. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it that. Uh, but I did used to uh, run game on girls, but more from a technical standpoint, where it was almost like mathematical, that kind of thing. Like it was tactical. You know, I, I knew the game, I learned it, I studied it. 
just I mean it was to me it got to a point this is why I stopped doing it I didn't like it it just became numbers in my head it was like okay I know if I do if I say I want you she's gonna be like oh what you mean by that right and I'm gonna have to say I mean I want you emotionally physically and mentally I want to satisfy you in all those ways it's just it was just thing it was just lines every time because it was like a it was like preset line because they say the same thing all the time it was the same thing all the time so each thing would end up leading to us having sex and the funny thing about that here's a funny thing about running a game on girls with situations like this what I learned is that from running game from that kind of game what you're trying what the ultimate goal is is to make the girl insecure enough that she will want to give you her pussy for two reasons one to show you that it's good enough and that she was able to have sex with you right or two to make it so that she can belittle you if you can't handle her pussy so like let's say you're having sex and you come real quick now she can feel like yeah mm-hmm all that she was talking, you was making me feel bad. You was telling that I'm ugly. You was not calling me back, and you can't even last, you know, two minutes. That's that was the the mindset of it, right? But as a guy, we're like, but I still had sex. Like you, all of that that you did, we still had sex. So I don't really feel like I lost, really. But that was more or less the game. To me, I don't like that. That just seemed like a really weird game to play. I'm not a fan of it. But I do, I did learn a lot about how women operate and what they like. And, you know, how, just kind of what motivates them. So, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is because I had kind of decided, you know what, I was, I was going to stay away from anything relating to that type of mindset of the game. So, dating Melissa... I'm like, you know what? I want to be 50-50. I want it to be, you know, we on the same uh, playing field. Like, we doing the same thing. You know, we equal. That kind of stuff, right? So, a couple of things came from that. One of the things that came from that is now, because we're, I'm, I'm, I'm structuring it like that, there's no leader in the relationship. It was just... We're both kind of bickering about stupid little things because she wants to lead, I'm leading. It's an issue. So we would just have these stupid, annoying back and forth tit for tat conversations because it was just it was just silly. Um and I so I tr- I tried it to see like, okay, I don't like what I was doing before. Let me try this. I don't like that didn't turn out either. Well either. The reason why is because ultimately it makes Melissa unhappy. Um, as a woman, are you making a face? Mm, Do you no. disagree? I'm listening. Okay. When a woman has to lead, it increases her anxiety because now she's thinking about all the possible things that can go wrong. And I don't think that women are built to handle that kind of anxiety. Um, I think that women are, they can but I don't think that that's their natural state to deal with that kind of pressure to do and have everything put on them. Um, so we had to have a conversation where I'm like, okay, you know what? I see what the problem is here. The problem is that I'm not taking the leadership role. Like I need to go, you know what? This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. So on and so forth. I was aware of that before, but I said, you know what? I think that that's wrong. I think that shouldn't be how it's done. Let's try something else. It, I don't like that other option either that I said about the whole 50-50 thing. So, a couple of podcasts ago, uh, I have a theory where I say this, right? I say that it should not be 50-50. It should be 100-0. And I know all the girls are going to be like, oh my God, that's crazy. That's crazy. It should never be a hundred zero. Oh my God, you're gonna be a dictator. Oh my God, you're gonna drive me off a bridge and a cliff. Oh my God. That's what they every time. Same thing, right? That's what y'all do. Y'all assume that we do that. And then the his other person gonna be upset. The other person that will be upset by that are the men who are like, nah, bro, it should be 50-50. Listen to me, bro. Listen to me. 
as much as you think that i'm telling you right now unequivocally i'm telling you this right now if you in your mind think it should be 50 50 your girl's gonna be unhappy i'm telling you that right now she is going to be unhappy it's going to come out other ways because if you in your mind think it's 50 50 what that means is you are not taking charge that's what that means however you want to split it cut it jump it whatever that's what that means so you have to have the energy of a person taking charge in the relationship now like and i think it's so funny because i've talked to so many different types of women older younger fat ugly attractive skinny tall short all race all types of women i've talked to and i don't mean in terms of having sex with i just mean uh conversations from either i know them my friend knows them i talk through them it's a friend of a friend i overhear the conversations and i'm telling you it is the same it is the same conversation across the board across the board the majority of the time that a woman is unhappy with her man is because he's not leading that is that normally solves every single problem so i'm gonna bring up kind of a conversation that we had recently but it's this the reason i'm bringing this up is because i think that we need to bring back toxic <laughs> masculinity okay as much as i hate it all right the reason i say that is because there are men out there who feel like they are they don't want to be uh, a toxic masculine man they feel like that right but the problem is you're so far away from from being toxic a toxic masculine man that if you try to do it you still wouldn't reach toxic masculinity because it's not in your nature so let's say that in your mind you think toxic masculinity is telling your girl stop talking to me i'm not gonna talk to you right in your mind you're like oh my god that's that's toxic bro i'm not gonna tell my girl stop talking to me that's nowhere near toxic masculinity i can tell you that right now i can guarantee if you are in the house and your girl is being crazy or talking to you crazy and you're like listen you need to go you need to leave you know you're not gonna stay here go outside go for a walk face out now but you're not gonna be in this house talking to me like that that is not toxic masculinity but men have been over the i don't know how this happened or what the reason is it's like you can't even you i don't want to say can't argue with your girl you cannot take control of your relationship that's what that has somehow become like taboo to do so now what happens is you're just bickering the whole time but you told me i couldn't do this you know nah, but i want to do it the boy you had to and it's, it's just it's it's non-stop bickering over the smallest the most smallest and annoying things a lot of times with guys which i know y'all should do i'm telling you you're gonna think it's toxic masculinity and it's not there's a lot of times we talk to melissa who i love very much i love my girlfriend so much and I'll be like, babe, what are you talking about? You're not making no sense right now. I don't know what you said. Like, you're not making no sense. And I try to be as honest as possible. I'm like, babe, you, you, you told me a story. You, you started from A. I don't know how you on R. You, now you on 15. I'm like, Melissa, I need you to, to either the story is not a good story or you're not telling it very well. So I, either one or the other. But these things need to be said right now. I think a lot of guys know what it feels like to to be masculine or take charge. They just don't do it for whatever reason. I I think part of the reason is because it's easier to do nothing than it is to have to expend energy to be more masculine, right? So. A recent conversation I was had with Melissa, one of Melissa's friends, right, was it was in regards to it was in regards to like moving furniture or something like that, right? Now, the problem is this: she feels like she feels like honestly, 
to this is my take on it. She feels like if she's doing something, her input is not his input is not needed. Right? And it's it's been a common trend. We talked about this before in relation to I think driving a car, but whenever he makes, whenever he makes a suggestion to her, it, it ends up in some type of tit for tat arguing whatever situation, right? So during the conversation, what I learned was that it's this. He'll make a suggestion to her. She will then go, well, I don't want to do that. Or I don't think we should do that, right? And he'll go, well, I think that we should do this because of my experience, right? And she'll go, well, I think we should do it because of this. This already has become a problem because there's two things. And this is a quote that I think is a bar. Hopefully I say it the right way, right? But you don't need to have that conversation. If you think you're right as the man, then you just do that. You tell her, listen, we're doing it this way. That's what's going to happen. We're not having a conversation about it. We're we're doing, we're going to put the chair in this room. That's it. And we're going to do it like this, right? Here's the quote. Let's see if I hope I get it right. Let me see. Do you remember the quote? Oh, I remember what you were saying. Okay, okay. You, because you were saying that it's better, yeah, to be wrong and be a man than for me to be, for 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 me to be. Like there's no there's no downside to you being a man in this situation, whether you're wrong or right. Right. But there's a downside if if you weren't being a man in this situation and you were wrong. Facts. Okay. So let's see if I got this right. Okay. So. It's better to be a man and be wrong than to be not a man and be wrong. Okay, that that's I ain't say it smooth enough, but that I'm gonna explain it. Okay, here's what I mean by that. I'm gonna use their example as this. I'm gonna use them as an example, right? They wanted to move furniture a certain kind of way out of the house. He said, "I want to carry it." over my head right i'm paraphrasing I don't remember exactly she goes no 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 i think we should carry it like this right it's gonna be better and easier to get it over there down the hallway so now he's like well i think we should do it this way carrying over my head she's like no that's not a good idea because you're gonna throw out your back right now i'm making stuff up as far as what the actual story was but just bear with me He now goes back and says, well, my experience shows me that whenever I carry it over my head, I can get it down the hallway faster without scratching the floors, right? Well, she goes, well, I think it'd be easier for you to carry it above the floor and not over your head, right? Here is where the man part comes in. The fact that he's even going back and forth with her is already the problem. Okay, because you should not be big. If you as the man feel like this is the right thing to do, we are we are carrying it over our head and that is it. Right. Your girl will get wet. I'm telling you this. Y'all, the girls listening will know the guys who who know will know and the guys who don't know you'll learn. She'll be she'll be pouting. (laughs) But she's going to do it right. Now, let's say that you were wrong as the man. Let's say that you carried it over your head and you broke the light, right? She's like, well, I told you that's why we shouldn't, right? You need in that situation, if you argue back and forth with her and you're wrong, she is going to tell you, I told you so. Look, you see, I told you we should have did it like this. The reason why she's going to do that is because she is trying to show you that she can be a leader. Do you know why she's trying to show you that? Because she feels like it's 50-50. She is partially a leader. So she has to show you why she would be a valuable leader. So when that comes up, she's going to tell you, I told you so, right? If you demand the leadership role by just saying, listen, we're doing what I said we're doing and that's it. Whatever comes from it, comes from it. 
So if I knock this pole off the wall, this light off the wall, that is what it is. It fell down. I'll fix it. That's the end of the story. She's going to go, okay, all right, fine. And here's the thing. If you are wrong, she's still going to be like, damn, even though he was wrong, he made me wet by taking the leadership role. So you will be less likely to have any of those bickering issues. So when these situations come up, it's always better to be a man, even if you are going to be wrong. It's you don't want to. Here's a word. I don't know if everybody knows this word. You don't want to capitulate to her because it's only going to lead to more and more ridiculous, childish arguments. I'm telling you, just say, I don't care what you say. We're not doing that. End of story. And let her pout all day. Let her pout. Once she's done pouting, she might come over to you, want to lay on you, you know, kiss you up and be all cute and like, oh my God, I just... I just can we go to the store can we can we watch this movie please and then you be a man and you you know fuck up them guts so uh like i said that wraps it up for the, today's podcast we will be back here next tuesday you can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias mine is donovan gray d-o-n-i-v-a-n-g-r-a-y and my phenomenal beautiful amazing girlfriend melissa burnett a-n-e-t-a-b-u rn okay you know what it is hashtag bamboo project 2022 it's going to be a movie all right and with that being said bamboo project out